0: Coming up on your Portland Morning Brew. The biggest hurdle that keeps most people from this profession is that medical certification.
1: Um, it It is no joke, which is a great thing.
0: It's time again for your Portland Morning Brew. Casual conversations with business, city, and community leaders and influencers. Get to know your neighbors. News, views, and events all centered around our community. Now, here's your host, Troy Holden. Welcome back to the Portland Morning Brew, your local podcast brought to you by your Chamber of Commerce, introducing to you a lot of uh, people in the area that you know or don't know, and it's time to get to know. This morning, we're privileged to have the Portland Fire Chief with us. This is Sam Thornton. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Troy. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. As we just talked about a second ago, enjoying this break in the weather. I know people will be hearing this a couple of weeks from the time we record it, but uh, everybody will probably remember this day is is the day that maybe the hot, humid weather is gone for good. Um, and, and that does that have an effect on you guys, this hot, humid weather at times? I uh, Yes.
1: I mean, I know we, we talked briefly beforehand and I apologize we were supposed to do this. A couple of days yesterday, uh, but we had a we had a fire, unfortunately. And when it's mid nineties, one hundred percent humidity, it it takes a toll on the guys. I'm not saying that today would be much easier, but when it's <clears throat> twenty degrees cooler, um, that it doesn't affect the body near as bad um, for those first first
0: critical thirty minutes or so. Mhm- i can imagine i can imagine some of the stuff that that you guys have to deal with and and we'll get into that a little more let's let's kind of talk a little bit about you first. Are you originally from the portland area? i am
1: uh, born and raised graduated from Portland high School in nineteen ninety six um raised my children here two two are gradu- have graduated one is a junior at Portland high school wife is a teacher. At Portland High School teaches math. For any of those that have listened and have had her as a teacher, I, I apologize. I know you have a lot of homework. <laughs> I always fought for you to, to have a little more free time, but yeah, this, this has been home uh, my entire life. I, I love this town and and don't don't really see
0: ever going anywhere else. That's fantastic. We're we're really seeing a trend of that in the people that we're talking to with our uh, our police chief, uh, with you know uh, a lot of people, our mayor. Uh, A lot of people grown, grown up here and have been here all their lives. I'm a transplant. I came from Rutherford County back in, uh, 2000 and, and I love it up here. It reminds me of Murfreesboro when I was a kid because Murfreesboro was a 10,000, uh, population town back then, but not anymore. It is like many, many Nashville now. It's, it's something else. (laughs) So you touched a little bit about, uh, family, um, and and growing up here, being raised here, what prompted you to go into public service?
1: Public service. Um, if if I had to go back for a while, I have a uh, a first cousin um, that that's a little bit older than me that uh, he's always been an uncle. He's been the the fire chief in Richtop uh, for as long as I can remember. Um, my grandfather during World War II was a firefighter down at Berryfield in Nashville. So he would tell some stories, but if I had to go back to one day, we got stuck um, on our way uh, to school one day because there there was unfortunately a house fire and they had the road blocked off Um, and just sit there for about thirty minutes until they could move some trucks around so the school bus could get around. Um, But that's just sit there and watch them and thought that would be be a really cool thing. And as I try to tell most people, um, firefighters are just um, children in bigger bodies. Well, we, <laughs> rush. It was just that
0: thing. It, it seems to grab people at a young age, and that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very interesting. So for, for some young people that may be listening or even parents that are thinking they have a child or a, a youngster interested in this, what's what's the training like? What would they have to do if they wanted to be a firefighter? Uh, the, what I tell, especially our high school kids, if this is something that interests you, um, we have a great
1: resource right down the road in Volunteer State Community College that has a fantastic uh, EMT program. Now, mm-hmm. whether you just want to do basic EMT, which is a one semester. If you want to do two semesters and get your advanced EMT, and those will be the ones that are able to start IVs, um, administer a few medications. And if you want to do two years, um, you can come out as a paramedic, which is uh, can do a lot of things in the field, especially in Sumner County. Um that nurses don't even get to do in in the hospitals unless unless there's a doctor there with them. so they, they have a lot of freedom here, but that would be the biggest the biggest hurdle that keeps most people from this profession is that medical certification. um it is it is no joke, which is a great thing. it needs to be a hard test because when you're when you're dealing with somebody's life at that moment, you need to know what you're doing even at the very basic level. Um, so so that's really. And, and a lot of our other departments in the area, that's that's the biggest hurdle is getting that medical certification. After that, there there's multiple ways um, we can teach the basic fire class within the department. And the state has recently opened up a new class at the State Fire Academy in Bellbuckle that um, two weeks. In two weeks, you get all of your classwork done. And you've been able to do your, your live fire fighting practicals to, to show that you do possess the skills. And, and that's just, that's the beginning, but it's, it shouldn't take too long. Um, We've actually hired people with no certifications and the quickest we've seen it done is nine months to be able to get medical, your fire one and fire two. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, each one of those carries uh, with, with us, carries a little bit of a pay bump to get you up to that, what we call a fully certified firefighter, which is your mm-hmm. firefighter two with medical, but especially for the young people, this get down to Wall state and get that medical certification knocked out um, as quick as possible.
0: Okay. Okay. Great. Good information. I remember as a kid growing up in Murfreesboro on close to the corner of Highway 99 and Old Fort Parkway, they had about a four or five story building and they would set that thing on fire multiple times a month. And that had yes. to be where all that went on, all that training went on. So is that what moved to Bell Buckle or is yes. that a different, yes, that is, that is the, it, that was the state fire school for so many years. That's
1: that's where I did all of my training, and then it, shortly after 2000, it was in the mid 2000s. Just when the state uh, they got about 350 acres there in Bell Buckle, and, and were able to do a whole lot more things there. The military uses it from time to time for some training. Okay, uh, so so that, that served a great purpose. But as with everything, as time moved on, technology progressed, we needed a we needed a bigger area. Yeah, and as you pointed out sometimes people as, as the big, little city grew to be a big city. They're right. not crazy about that being in their backyard.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. There, there used to be very little out that way. Uh, especially in the eighties. I, I graduated, hate to give away my age. I graduated in 81. So, uh, it was, there was nothing uh, down old Fort Parkway. Once you pass the baseball field across from there. And of course we'd be playing baseball out there in the late seventies. I played Babe Ruth out there and, uh, they'd be setting the building on fire and the umpires sometime would stop the game. So we could just watch it for a few minutes. It was, it was really (laughs) fascinating. The good old days, the good old days. Um, So what about, uh, we were talking about hiring people a little bit and the qualifications since we've been through COVID and all the things we've been through, I'm sure you guys have faced the manpower issues. I mean, I hear that from the city and talking to to our mayor and talking to our police chief. It's been kind of tough hiring people and finding people. Are you, running into that as well or is it a little easier for you it's
1: been a little easier for us we haven't uh fortunately have, had had to experience that every time um we typically test once a year to make our hiring list and we've had an ample number of people apply um, and, um unfortunately the testing process uh weeds by some people out uh, some mm-hmm. people are just not good written test takers it's a very challenging. Uh, physical agility course that that gets the heart rate up um and, and will truly test you uh but those those are also the things that we need to know before we were to hire you um that that you're you're going to be able to pass the test get those certifications and that you can physically do the job um so we we've, we've we've consistently had enough people be able to pass both and and have a good list to hire off of each year so so for us we've been fortunate um I hope I hope we never face those shortages like like some of my mm-hmm. friends have had to face in in law enforcement and whatever.
0: Um, right, but but for us us it's been good, good, good. That's good to hear. I love to hear a positive <laughs> when it comes to all this. You don't hear them a lot. That's great. Um, so tell me about a typical day, not just for you, but uh, and, and for the average fire firefighter. So for you first, what's your typical day like? I know it's more than fighting fires. You guys do a lot of other things. Yes, it's a
1: it's, it's been a change. I've been the chief now for for two years, but it's my 25th year being here with the Portland Fire Department. So, um, my days are not exciting at all. It's, it's a whole <laughs> lot of emails and meetings and communications and plans. Mm-hmm. Um, but but being on the, the engine, uh, the all of our personnel. Um, typical day for them. Our shift change is at 7 a.m. Um, a lot of people. Some, some people understand, some people don't. Uh, they work 24-hour shifts, so it's uh, they come in at 7 a.m. today, and they'll go home at 7 a.m. tomorrow, and then another shift comes on, but then they get the next two days off, so 24 on, 48 off. Um, they do have bedrooms here, um, but hopefully they get a full night of sleep because if they get a full night of sleep, means nothing bad happened overnight inside the city of Portland. Um, their day starts off with getting in uniform, um, doing their equipment truck checks, making sure everything is going to be in working order. Um, Usually stop right after that, uh, make sure everybody's had uh, breakfast or something to eat, and then the rest of the morning will be either cleaning equipment, training, uh, whatever the shift supervisor or the engine company officer has planned for that day. Um, They could have a fire inspection and pre-plan uh, Schedule for that day. There's there's a whole lot, especially during the weekdays. We're trying to get out to the businesses whenever it's convenient for the business that we can come in and kind of get an idea of of what they do there and and if something bad was to happen, what do we need to know so that we can get ahead of it as quickly as possible? Um, they'll they'll get that knocked out and then make sure all reports and paperwork are called up. Uh, should be able to wrap up training. Uh, and, and cleaning up equipment and, and that everything that we started in the morning by mid afternoon, and then you know try try to give them the evening. Uh, truthfully, after after about one p.m. to about ten p.m. is going to be our busiest time of the day. Of course, they could get a call at any time during any of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, just just your routine basic medical call is going to set you back about an hour by the time you respond. By the time you get back, uh, go ahead and have somebody. Knock out that report and get it done. Of course, gotcha. you have something like yesterday where we had the tractor catch on fire. Then you're on the scene for an hour. You've got a whole another hour of cleaning equipment, trying trying to get the truck back ready, hoping that another call doesn't come in during that time. Uh, a little bit more lengthy report to get that taken care of. And, and then, like yesterday, like we talked at the beginning, you know, it's 97 degrees, so you're trying to get them hydrated and Mm -hmm. it cooled off a little bit and and a big thing um you know for years we didn't worry that much about cancer i'm not sure why um but we were going into smoky environments and things are anybody in the area yesterday will probably know because everybody saw the black plume of smoke coming up unfortunately the, the individual didn't have their cell phone with them at the time so there was a delay in letting us know that it was a bad fire um but, but you got that black smoke. That's, that's very toxic. And mm-hmm. our gear is great. The air packs that they use are state of the art. Um, but your skin is still absorbing things. So, uh, now anything like that, we try to make sure those that got exposed to any of that are going ahead and getting a shower, getting as much of that stuff washed off of them. And it's a, a clean, fresh uniform. And we're getting the other uniform in the wash just to try to get all those carcinogens off. Because I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's a great job. It's, it's safe. I don't even really consider it a job. It's, you know, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but but when it's time to hang it up, I want them to have a long and healthy retirement. Um, Absolutely, that's what we're all getting for. So so there there's more there's more cleaning now. There's more. I guess we're paying better attention to personal hygiene now mm-hmm. not that we mm-hmm. try to go around smelling bad, uh, but paying <laughs> much more attention. It used to be when I started. You know, if you had dirty gear and a dirty helmet, that that was your badge of honor, and yeah, that wasn't good. That that we didn't need to be doing that. So right. So so that kind of stuff can add to the day, um, but then the evening is, you know, hopefully they don't have any calls and that's theirs, and they'll they'll eat supper together. I will say, the people that work here now, um, they're I, I guess they're great cooks because they're constantly getting stuff ready for supper and they're cooking here at the station versus <laughs> going out. So. And I'm not seeing anybody losing a whole lot of weight. So no, they must be decent <laughs> at cooking. Um, and the evening is there. So it's, about, it's home away from home. Um, that's, that's what you're away from your family for 24 hours. Trade off is uh, hopefully you get the next two days at home.
0: Good deal. Good deal. Thank, I appreciate that. That's a really good insight into what all that goes on. Um, I do know, if I'm not mistaken, coming up pretty soon is Fire Safety Week. Is that correct? That'll be in October and we've kind of, we kind of say it's fire prevention month. Oh, okay. okay.
1: Because lots of times, uh, the, the specific week that they try to lay out usually ends up being uh fall break for schools. So it doesn't right. necessarily, so we try to stretch it out for the month.
0: Okay. So, so you guys, I'm sure have a lot of activities during that time as far as, uh, do you visit schools or what all do you do during, during the month? Absolutely. Right now we're scheduling.
1: um, I know we already have two of our elementary schools in the community uh, scheduled. Um, We're working with the other two to what's going to work best with their schedule and with our schedule. And then we'll start contacting our our preschools in the area. I know Mm -hmm. we have a large um, homeschool group. Uh, They came last year, kind of overwhelmed us. We wasn't necessarily expecting them. It was about 150 kids and parents that showed up one day. So doing a little bit better job planning, planning that one out this year. Uh, but we have them scheduled for a day, and um yeah, I mean we'll we'll try to get out, and then, of course, at the end of the month, we'll try to do something at the
0: the city's trumpet treat.
1: We'll make sure we have an engine there, we'll hand out candy and that kind of mm-hmm. that stuff there
0: so so Portland is a very industrial town, um a lot of industry here, uh, distribution stuff, manufacturing stuff that was what brought me here. Um, Uh, And I'm sure you guys have a lot of involvement with them as well, because there are, uh, unfortunately, as with the police, there's false alarms, there's things going on all the time. And I'm sure you work with them to educate them and help them as well. Does that come into this month as well, or is that just something year-round? That's something year-round. If
1: if there's an industry that wants something for their employees, absolutely, we'll try to accommodate them um, as best as possible. Um, But we're we're working on getting a a fire extinguisher prop. So that we can go out and teach proper use of fire extinguishers, mm-hmm. um, which kind of kind of helps us out in case something bad happens, um, and, and it helps them out with getting some of the required OSHA training that they're supposed to take care of inside their facilities. Um, but but other than that, um, you know the best the best way to get a parent to listen is to usually get their kid to tell if they can come home from school. And that's why we try to concentrate on the elementary school. Um, like this year's theme is fire won't wait, plan your escape. And, you know, it, it's not a fun thing to talk about. Um, but but if you can pique a kid's interest just for that day, hopefully they'll go home and talk about it. And if they can talk about it over supper and then in the unlikely, unfortunate event, they have to use it. Hopefully, hopefully that memory gets jogged and, hey, I know I got to get out and I know we're meeting in the front yard and, and it's getting more and more with uh, our bigger multifamily complexes that are starting to come in. That that's where it's going to start affecting a lot of people. And it's mm-hmm. even more important to have, where's your family meeting place going to be uh, right. to, to make sure that we're getting out of those.
0: Right. So in the uh, past few years, you guys have moved into new uh, new facilities. That had to be, uh, uh, an awesome welcome thing for everybody um uh, uh, and, and especially being on each side of town has that really made an impact uh, on what you guys do
1: it has we were having um especially up to the north side uh, extremely long response times so so this has helped uh, lower those um you know it was kind of my first 17 years was spent there in the middle of town uh so so it's kind of like when you move out of your house, uh, like like you were talking about when we moved up here in two thousand. I'm sure there was, you, you know, when you when you move out of that first house, you're like, have I made the right decision? There, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of sadness, but as soon as you get to the new one, you're like, oh yeah, I made I made the right <laughs> decision. So so right. yeah, it's, it's it's very nice, um, plenty of room here, and and especially to the north side, looking at uh, the growth, um, mm-hmm. everybody that's turning in plans for for how they want to build this this is a very good location especially mm-hmm. and especially if they start this bypass here in the next couple of years it's it's going to be a good spot
0: yeah yeah I, I know in talking to some others the last few weeks that uh, land acquisitions and offers are starting and and uh, yep and that's going to be a great thing I really look forward to seeing that traffic shift it's it's a little tight little tight going through, a little tight. Sam, I I really appreciate you uh, joining us today. Is is there things that people may could do uh, internet-wise, website-wise, where they could get more information about you guys and about fire safety and things like that? Uh, The best thing you can do is
1: follow us on Facebook. Uh, My assistant chief, Sean Tyson, um, he was a police officer here for a few years. He was one of our volunteer firefighters for a few years, and he got a wild hair and went to. Went to Florida and became a state fire investigator down there and did a great job and somehow or another I was able to lure him away from the beach and sunshine in the 70s <laughs> to come back up here um, but he's doing a fantastic job he's posting daily on on our Facebook page um, sometimes it's it's the fire safety tip sometimes it's just uh, what our personnel certifications that our personnel have gotten him um, you know, like yesterday there, there's an action photo on there if you want to see a picture of uh, some guys putting out a A tractor that's on fire. That's the best way to keep up with us. That's where you're going to get the most consistent information. Of course, the city website. um, If you want pretty much more of a in depth look, uh, feel free to look there. And you know, we're, we're here for the public. If if you want to come by and see some things, you're going to come by and ask some questions. Um, Hopefully we're here at the station. If nobody's here, hang out for a little while. We should be back in just a
0: few minutes. All right. Well, Sam, thanks again. This was a, this was a pleasure, and I think very informative for people and uh, our young folks out there. If you're you know you're just really undecided, you're out of school, undecided. This may be something you want to look at. What a great thing to go into to be a public servant, serve your community, stay right here in town, and and not have to leave Portland. That'd be great. And I'm sure they would entertain your application and let you take that. Sounds like a, a nice hard physical test and written test, and that'll be good for you if you've been out of school a little while. But Sam, Absolutely. thank you so much. We, we greatly appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Thank you, Troy. This was the Portland Morning Brew with Troy Holden. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to the Portland Chamber of Commerce. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Be sure and visit the Chamber's Facebook page for more information. Thanks for listening and join us again soon.